Today is the first day of February. I'm Jill. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. What a joy it is to be here with you on this journey through the Bible in chronological order. And we're going to do that every day until we get through the Bible. If you're brand new, welcome. We're so glad that you found your way here. And the good news is if at any point you lose your way or you fall off, you can simply begin again. This is the message of the gospel. And I'll save you some time if you're just getting started, rather than pretending like we never messed up or we're never going to lose our way or we've got it all together and we're pretending to the world to be somebody that we're not in hopes to have it all together. I hope to save you some time and some money in therapy (laughs) for what I'm learning of there's no need to pretend. We're going to lose our way. We're going to get it wrong. And instead of hiding in shame, um, we can simply begin again. We can right our wrongs. We can confess. We can change in the direction of which we were going and go in a new direction. And I think everyone around us will be really happy (laughs) to hear us own our wrongdoings, repent, and then not do them again. And then literally when it comes to the reading, if you lose your way, if you fall off, if you get weeks or days or months behind, simply begin right where you're at. You can go back and play catch up later, but chances are if you try to do that, you will never catch up. So just simply begin again, no matter what that means to you on this day, this is the good news. Today we are reading Exodus chapters seven, eight and nine. And this week, we're reading the New English Translation, Exodus chapter 7. So the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to speak everything I command you, and your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh that he must release the Israelites from his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and although I will multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. I will reach into Egypt and bring out my regiments, my people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. Then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I extend my hand over Egypt and bring the Israelites out from among them. And Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh says to you, Do a miracle, and you say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, it will become a snake. When Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh, they did so just as the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a snake. Then Pharaoh also summoned wise men and sorcerers, and the magicians of Egypt, by their secret arts, did the same thing. Each man drew down his staff, and the staffs became snakes. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yet Pharaoh's heart became hard, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refuses to release the people. Go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out to the water. Position yourself to meet him by the edge of the Nile, and take in your hand the staff that was turned into a snake. Tell him, The Lord, 
the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to say to you, Release my people, that they may serve me in the wilderness. But until now you have not listened. This is what the Lord has said. By this you will know that I am the Lord. I am going to strike the water of the Nile with the staff that is in my hand, and it will be turned into blood. Fish in the Nile will die, the Nile will stink, and the Egyptians will be unable to drink water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over Egypt's waters, over the rivers, over their canals, over their ponds, and over all their reservoirs, so that it becomes blood. There will be blood everywhere in the land of Egypt, even in wooden and stone containers. Moses and Aaron did so, just as the Lord had commanded. He raised the staff and struck the water that was in the Nile right before the eyes of Pharaoh and his servants, and all the water that was in the Nile was turned to blood. When the fish that were in the Nile died, the Nile began to stink, so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile. There was blood everywhere in the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret arts, and so Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he refused to listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had predicted. And Pharaoh turned and went into his house. He did not pay any attention to this. All the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, because they could not drink the water of the Nile. Seven full days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord has said. Release my people in order that they may serve me. But if you refuse to release them, then I am going to plague all your territory with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs, and they will come up and go into your house, in your bedroom, and on your bed, and into the houses of your servants and your people, and into your ovens and your kneading troughs. Frogs will come up against you, your people, and all your servants. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron, extend your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the canals, and over the ponds, and bring the frogs up over the land of Egypt. So Aaron extended his hand over the waters of Egypt, and frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. The magicians did the same with their secret arts and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt too. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord that he may take the frogs away from me and my people, and I will release the people that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, You may have the honor over me. When shall I pray for you, your servants, and your people for the frogs to be removed from you and your houses so that they will be left only in the Nile? He said, Tomorrow. And Moses said, It will be as you say so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will depart from you, your houses, your servants, and your people. They will be left only on the Nile. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried to the Lord because of the frogs that he had brought on Pharaoh. The Lord did as Moses asked. The frogs died in the houses, the villages, and the fields. The Egyptians piled them in countless heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, extend your staff and strike the dust of the ground, and it will become gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. They did so. Aaron extended his hand with his staff 
he struck the dust of the ground, and it became gnats on people and on animals. All the dust of the ground became gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. When the magicians attempted to bring forth gnats by their secret arts, they could not. So there were gnats on people and on animals. The magicians said to Pharaoh, It is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. The Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and position yourself before Pharaoh as he goes out to the water and tell him, This is what the Lord has said. Release my people that they may serve me. If you do not release my people, then I am going to send swarms of flies on you and on your servants and on your people and in your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies and even the ground they stand on. But on that day, I will mark off the land of Goshen where my people are staying so that no swarms of flies will be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of this land. I will put a division between my people and your people. This sign will take place tomorrow. The Lord did so. A thick swarm of flies came into Pharaoh's house and into the houses of his servants and throughout the whole land of Egypt. The land was ruined because of the swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, That would not be the right thing to do, for the sacrifices we make to the Lord our God would be an abomination to the Egyptians. If we make sacrifices that are an abomination to the Egyptians right before their eyes, will they not stone us? We must go on a three-day journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God, just as he is telling us. Pharaoh said, I will release you so that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you must not go very far. Do pray for me, Moses said. I am going to go out from you and pray to the Lord, and the swarms of flies will go away from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. Only do not let Pharaoh deal falsely again by not releasing the people to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did as Moses asked. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained, but Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not release the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord the God of the Hebrews has said, Release my people that they may serve me. For if you refuse to release them and continue holding them, then the hand of the Lord will surely bring a very terrible plague on your livestock, in the field, on the horses, the donkeys, the camels, the herds, and the flocks. But the Lord will distinguish between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, and nothing will die of all that the Israelites have. The Lord set an appointed time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this in the land. And the Lord did this on the next day. All the livestock of the Egyptians died, but of the Israelites' livestock, not one died. Pharaoh sent representatives to investigate, and indeed, not even one of the livestock of Israel had died. But Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he did not release the people. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take handfuls of soot from a furnace and have Moses throw it into the air while Pharaoh is watching. It will become fine dust over the whole land of Egypt and will cause boils to break out and fester on both people 
and animals in all of the land of Egypt. So they took suit from a furnace and stood before Pharaoh. Moses threw it into the air, and it caused festering boils to break out on both people and animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for boils were on the magicians and on all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted to Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning, stand before Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has said. Release my people so that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues on your very self and on your servants and your people, so that you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. For by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with plague, and you would have been destroyed from the earth. But for this purpose I have caused you to stand, to show you my strength, and so that my name may be declared in all the earth. You are still exalting yourself against my people by not releasing them. I am going to cause very severe hail to rain down about this time tomorrow, such hail as has never occurred in Egypt from this day it was founded until now. So now, send instructions to gather your livestock and all your possessions in the fields to a safe place. Every person or animal caught in the field and not brought into the house, the hail will come down on them, and they will die. Those of Pharaoh's servants who feared the Lord's message hurried to bring their servants and livestock into the houses, but those who did not take the Lord's message seriously left their servants and their cattle in the field. Then the Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand toward the sky, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt, on people and on animals, and on everything that grows in the field in the land of Egypt. When Moses extended his staff toward the sky, the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire fell to the earth. So the Lord caused hail to rain down on the land of Egypt. Hail fell, and fire mingled with the hail. The hail was so severe that there had not been any like it in all the land of Egypt since it had become a nation. The hail struck everything in the open fields, both people and animals, throughout all the land of Egypt. The hail struck everything that grows in the field, and it broke all the trees of the field to pieces. Only in the land of Goshen, where the Israelites lived, was there no hail. So Pharaoh sent and summoned Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous, and I and my people are guilty. Pray to the Lord, for the mighty thunderings and hail are too much. I will release you, and you will stay no longer. Moses said to him, When I leave the city, I will spread my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease, and there will be no more hail, so that you may know that the earth belongs to the Lord. But as for you and your servants, I know that you do not yet fear the Lord God. Now the flax and the barley were struck by the hail, for the barley had ripened, and the flax was in bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not struck, for they are later crops. So Moses left Pharaoh, went out of the city, and spread out his hands to the Lord. And the thunder and the hail ceased, and the rain stopped pouring on the earth. When Pharaoh saw that the rain and hail and thunder ceased, he sinned again. Both he and his servants hardened their hearts. So Pharaoh's heart remained hard, 
and he did not release the Israelites as the Lord had predicted through Moses. Might be safe to say as we've gathered from the story that Pharaoh is a bit stubborn and we see this very clearly and then the question that I think it brings up in me is am I much different than Pharaoh? How many times has God spoke to my heart to get me to stop a certain thing or to start doing a certain thing and that deal we make with God. If you just do this, I'll do this for the rest of my life. And we can generally get out of the mess that we're in and thank God for such things and then forget by the time we ate lunch that we ever made such a deal and return right back to our stubbornness. I maybe should just speak for myself. My stubbornness. It's interesting the things you hear differently as you continue to read through the Bible. This is, uh, I don't, journey four or five for me right now, reading the Bible through from cover to cover. And as I'm about halfway into the plagues, I'm thinking, why? Why couldn't God just wipe out Pharaoh and free the people? He's God. He can do whatever he wants. And I wish I knew the answer. I wish there was a simple formulated, well, God did this because of this, because we often so speak about God in such fashion. And maybe it could be argued that the point of this is for God to reach the heart of one man named Pharaoh. And then the question arises, would God really do such a thing? Would he send such disasters in hopes to get to the heart of one man while protecting the people in Goshen, the people, the Israelite people. And included in that, of course, is Moses and his brother Aaron, who are being used by God in the process to reach the heart of Pharaoh. I don't know how to answer these questions. I just know how to present them. But I think we will start seeing a theme established here if we haven't already. The chances that God gives his people to turn from their ways and come back to him. It is going to be a theme that is prevalent through the entire Old Testament until we get to this man named Jesus himself. So we pause here today and we will see how the plagues will continue in tomorrow's reading. Jesus, thank you for this time here together. We thank you for the hard looks that you allow us to look into our own hearts. We look in the mirror at our own reflection and sometimes it is difficult, hard to see the person staring back at us but I am so grateful for your grace and your mercy that allows us the chance to turn from our ways and come back to you. You will be our God and we will be your sons and your daughters. I pray, Jesus, that we would seek after righteousness and be representatives of you that represent your love 
your grace, your mercy, your kindness, and your compassion, your justice. Lead us into all truth, we pray. I pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that is home base, guys. Check it out if you have not. That's the website. Take a look around. There is a store on that website, and in that store are beautifully curated products intended to enhance your journey through the Bible. So you can check that out. If you would like to partner with us here at the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you. We are ever so grateful we do not have to. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. If you are utilizing your mobile app, hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner. And lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164, or once again, utilizing your mobile device, hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit, turn the wheel over to chronological and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. I look forward to turning that page together with you tomorrow. Until then, love one another. This is Tarna from Texas again. I want to ask for prayer for um, parents that have are in my network who have just um, lost their children in the past year. Shannon, Lori, Saber, Sabra, Libby, and Annette all have lost, um, actually, sons. And... Um, all but one was to suicide. One was killed in a car accident. And the the, the grief and the um, hopelessness and the struggle that they all are walking through um, seems unbearable for each of them. It seems that, um, so that, you know, for them that it is, it is each day is just an uphill battle because the entirety of their life has changed. And it's one of those defining moments that everything in life looks completely different afterwards. Um, so much so that many can't even talk about um, their son. And I know that's where the healing happens um, and where God wants to meet them. And others, they're, they're, they are, um, you know, walking through that grief. So I just want to ask for prayer for them and um, for anyone else who is, is walking through a loss of a family member and someone that has been close to them. And just also to pray in, in Jesus' name that we're with them, that you are with them and that we're standing with them shoulder to shoulder in the hopes of a better tomorrow, a better today, each day that you can see the light that comes only from Jesus in the darkness and see the purpose for which he can take and and use the greatest pains in our life to be a light to someone else. Um, that is something only can happen through the miracle of the Lord. And, and we're just so blessed that he can. And I just pray that his favor will be, be, be on them and anyone else in the Dabsey community that is going through that kind of loss, um, that he will just be close to you, near to you, and hold you in the palm of his hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, DABC uh, friends. Duncan Holmes, the piano man, back from my Albany, New York trip, my concert tour, which went very well. It's Sunday morning as I make this recording. There are only... Uh, Sad news for you is my brother Bill, who doesn't know the Lord, 
is <coughs> in the hospital. Uh, we don't know which one. He's in the D.C. area. Lives in Bethesda, Maryland. Well, Rockville, if you really want to know uh, what the exact address is, but it's Rockville. And uh, But he's in ICU, has a feeding tube, and is on oxygen. There's some mystery with the diaphragm. They're not sure what it is. But the last report I got was that uh, even though he couldn't walk, they did have him up. And he, he apparently is making some progress in, what, in uh, all of this. I know that prayers are going up for Bill from all of my friends, my church, all the friends back in the Albany, New York area where I was. It's good to be home. Uh, now just getting back into the routine of things, I ask your prayers for that. And I thank God for all of you, though I don't know you personally, but thank you. Uh, for for hearing uh, this report out. By the way, I am a pianist, and that's where I did my program at churches, senior centers, and uh, one home concert. God bless. Talk to you again. Hello, this is Unashamed from Pennsylvania. I called in about a year ago asking for a prayer for a pregnancy um, we had had struggles with stillbirths before and just was calling with the praise that our daughter Hope is now nine months old and doing wonderfully, uh, but has a new prayer request. My mother, whose name is Joni, has been diagnosed with angiosarcoma, which is an aggressive form of cancer. She starts chemo February 5th. I just ask the community that they might pray for pray for Joni and pray for her healing and strength and comfort throughout the chemotherapy process. Just pray for, for God's healing and, and God's comfort. Thank you, community, and have a great day. Good morning, Dabsy. This is Tanya calling from Suffolk. I wanted to pray for the burning bush that won't be devoured, called in um, her elder son. Um, is in a facility right now and he attempted to commit suicide. Uh, it's sad to say of this uh, season, the times right now is definitely hitting our younger generation. Um, as I stated before, uh, my daughter didn't attempt to commit suicide, but she had several days that uh, she thought about committing suicide. And mental issue is definitely um, it's on the rise, but we know that God is greater than any mental uh, disability, mental issue, anxiety, depression. I cast all of that out in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, I will say that um, undiagnosed depression, my daughter had been depressed um, since her teen years. Um, I saw some signs and things, but thought it was just, you know, her being a teenager, but come to find out it was not that. It was undiagnosed depression um, that led her to having her suicidal ideations. And she was diagnosed with bipolar um, depression. But I will say that she is not of the disease that has been um, put on her life. She is now on medication to God be the glory. Uh, she is in a better place um, mentally. Um, she has hope, she has joy. And most importantly, um, she uh, accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And we know when God is in the midst, he can do all things but fail. So Father, I lift up 
everyone, Lord God, that's dealing with anxiety, um, depression, Lord God, I bind it right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that you take the forefront, Father, and you, Lord God, you just lead them into victory. And I'm just believing right now in your son Jesus' name. Amen.